Welcome into this week's edition of the Colin Coaches Show. It's going to be all about basketball. This will be our last basketball only uh, show as our spring sports are starting. But joining me right now is our women's basketball head coach, Dr. Britta Stevens. Coach, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Coach, obviously a little bit of a rough week this past week. We'll start back all the way back last Monday. Uh, you fell to the Lady Rangers of Northwest 78-68 to uh, back on January 22nd in a match that was uh, that was really close, probably closer than that 10-point line says that it was. Uh, but overall, how do you feel about how the team played? Yeah, that game was very disappointing. You know, we had a 13-point lead in the middle of the third quarter, and we they made a run. They tied it up. We called timeout. We made another run. At the, in midway through the fourth, we're up seven, and then they make a run late and come back and win the game. So, you know, and it was not a 10-point game. Up until two minutes left, There, it was a – basket for basket mm -hmm. game so very disappointed in that loss felt like that was one that we should have won you know and going back and looking at the stats we missed 17 layups in that game so it's very very difficult to win when you miss mm -hmm. 17 layups um, we also missed a lot of free throws and we gave them way too many free throws we fouled a lot one of our keys to victory was don't foul them don't foul them and we committed a lot of fouls I think coach Holt told me we committed like they shot like 39 free throws but well, that's a lot of free throws those are points that you're just giving giving players and things like that so that was very disappointing we did not just we we didn't play well and we've talked about this a couple times we're having trouble finishing games mm -hmm. we play so strong for three quarters and then at the end of the fourth we kind of let up and we're like oh the game's over with and it's not you know ba college basketball is a game of runs and everybody's going to make a run and it, it's a long game and so we've got to find a way to be better at that yeah. uh, kind of talk about it you look at it you trailed 15 to 13 after the first half the second quarter was probably your biggest one you outscored them I believe it was 19 to 15 so you're up 32 to 30 at half mm -hmm. tied it uh, the third quarter, 52 all, and then of course they outscore you 26 to 16 in the fourth for that for that thing and for for the win for the Lady Rangers. And again, we look at it in the dichotomy of the sport. You look at it your last three games in the fourth quarter. Uh, two weeks ago against the Lady Rangers, that's the fourth quarter. You highlight and you go, yeah, yeah we need to play more like that. Then you have the fourth quarter against the Lady Bulldogs of Hines. You go, no, we don't need that. And then you have this fourth quarter, and you're like, we don't need that either. So, you know, again, as you mentioned, you know, f finding ways in those fourth quarters, you've got to find a way to emulate more of the fourth quarter up at Northwest than, than the last couple that you've had. Uh, but despite despite that, you had Sierra Myers. That was probably your, your highlight in this one, number 30. She had a double-double, uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, and LaShanti Payne tied her for the team lead, had 13 points and, and 7 rebounds. And I, I felt like those were two that you really had to rely on heavily throughout all that game, uh, and, the, and they really responded for you. Yeah, you know, Sierra Myers, since we've come back from the break, I think she's been playing some of her best basketball. I think if we look at her numbers, she's had a double-double in almost every game except maybe the game at Southwest from last week, which we didn't really have anyone play very well in. So she's been playing really well. And to me, she has been that player who has wanted the ball, give me the ball, let me, you know, put it in my hands. And we really need her to do that. We really need her to step up and do that for us. I thought she was really good on the boards. Uh, LaShunty Payne, uh, her stat line doesn't always show what she does, but every time the shot goes up, nobody else may rebound. But I know that she's going to be in there and rebound. And she finds a way to get rebounds and get scores. And I'm like, how did she make that? You know, I think it was this game, one pass she made, I was like, man, what a pass, you know. So there were a lot of bright spots in this game. We did play well. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about in this game, Kayla Howard goes to take mm -hmm. the charge mm -hmm. late in the second quarter, right before halftime, gets a concussion. And she's tough. I mean, she's a tough kid. And I was like, she's going to get up. She's going to be fine. And she did. She got up. And I was like, okay, she's okay. And then she got to the bench. And, and they're like, hey, go to the bench. You know, Daisy, our trainer, was there. And she's like, coach, I can't move my foot. And so that was a scary moment for me. And I think a scary moment for our team because she couldn't pick her foot up and she couldn't. So she's been out on concussion protocol the past, really the past week. So 
if we have her in the second half of that game, is it different? I think it's very, very different. Just because, not that she scores a lot, but just her presence calms us and it keeps us under control. And I did think, I thought Kirsten Haynes in the first half didn't play very well. I thought she was timid and a little bit afraid. I thought after Kayla got hurt and when she came in in the second half, I thought she did a much better job for us uh, in that game. Uh, Kayla does an excellent job of really serving in that point guard role where, you know, you, it's kind of a little bit of a thankless job because you don't always score and you're always finding ways to facilitate to others. And, and sometimes a lot of that, like you said, does go unnoticed. But, uh, you know, with Kayla, I, I think it you'd be, again, you said remiss not to mention right. just how impactful her play is and uh, and just how much you missed her in this one. Um, but despite that, you have to go on. Um, Ashanti Fleming in this one also had 10 points. So I think she kind of stepped up and you kind of saw, like, in spite of Kayla not being there, you know, it feels like Punkin can f fit into that role and, and, and help facilitate. Yeah, she can help facilitate, and she is someone who we need to score more. You know, sometimes after the game, I'll look at coach and I'll go, did, did Punkin even shoot the ball? Like, And she is a very team player. She is all about Colin and not about her, which I respect and love. But sometimes we need her to shoot it more, especially in big moments late in the game. I want the ball in her hands or I want the ball in C's hands. Sometimes she'll give it up when I'm like, I want you to shoot it and you to score. So those are conversations that we've had, and we need her to step up and be big for us. You know, and I think it, looking at this game, we had three or four players in double figures when we can have three or four players scoring in double figures, we can be successful. And that was a disappointing thing about this game because we did. We had three and four uh, players in double figures, and then we don't find a way to close it out and win the game. One of the big numbers that I remember from this game is at halftime we went in, you gave us a stat sheet and we went in, and we had given them zero offensive rebounds at the half. And that's a huge number for us because that's somewhere we struggled on the defensive boards, blocking out and rebounding. We've really struggled there. And so when I went in at halftime and we had zero, we had given up zero offensive rebounds, that was a huge number number but then after the game when you went back and looked that was really what hurt us we took some bad shots down the stretch uh, and we didn't get back in transition defense and then not only did we not get back in transition defense they got a shot and then they rebounded it mm -hmm. and got multiple opportunities and that really really hurt us and so you move on and you go down to southwest on Thursday and th this is one when you look back at it I, I don't think there's really <laughs> much that you can take back from it you know maybe a couple of bright spots but you lose to southwest 84 to 44 and and that's sounds like a, a really bad score and and to be honest it, it probably it's pretty is bad, <laughs> um, but you know you look at it at one point it's not a seven after the first quarter so it's, it's not like it was just a, a wave of of bad the whole time but how do you feel about how the game went yeah I think that was what was so disappointing about the game is because I, I felt like we had really good practices I felt like we were focused I felt like we were prepared and in the first quarter we played unbelievably well. I mean, the, and they didn't, shots didn't fall for them, shots didn't fall for us, but defensively we were really, really good. We gave up the basket right at the end of the first, first quarter and it was almost like it just deflated us and mm -hmm. we never could come back from that. We never could recover from that. So it was very disappointing. I felt like we didn't play with a level of toughness or a level of heart that we always play with. That was That's the first game all season that we haven't played with that heart and that toughness and that hunger to go in and to keep fighting and stuff. So there weren't a ton of bright spots in this one. The complete opposite of the Northwest game, what a great job we did on the boards against Northwest and then against Southwest. It was They just pushed us around on the boards. And to their credit, they've got some big players who can rebound, and they're a good team, but not they're not that much better than we are. And we didn't even 
for lack of a better term, we didn't throw a punch at them. Um, so I was disappointed in that because it is our rivalry. You know, the gym was packed. There were a bunch of people there. And that's one where you're supposed to throw your best punch, and we didn't do that. Um, bright spot in the game, I thought Alex Washington was a bright spot in the game. She was the only player who had who scored double figures, and she didn't get in the game until late. Um, she is a kid, a freshman kid, who can really help us. And she's a kid who she and I have had some conversations. I don't do silly well. I want you to be focused, and, and she's a very bubbly personality, and I like that off the court. I love it when you come in my office and you're bubbly. When we get on the court, we need to be about business, and that's what I told her. I said, Alex, you can help us, and you can you proved in this game that you can help us, but I need you to have a level of focus and be more focused. So the past three or four days in practice, she has been, and I'm excited about that because I'm excited to see if she can keep that because she can help us down the stretch win games. Yeah, you, you, again, you go back and look at this one. As I said, 9-7 to seven after the first quarter, and then the, the three quarters remaining, you're outscored. 75 to 37 just you, you look at this one and you just go this is one we just got to flush you just got to move on it happened nothing you can do about it to change it and uh you just you know the season marches on you know you, you've still got a lot of games left to play you can still have a great season you still had a great season up to this point and despite this you can still continue on and still finish uh where you want to finish as well too you know the the the, the sky may be dark right now a lot of people may say the sky <laughs> Gloomy is falling, clouds right now but uh you, you still got a long ways to go and Alex, again, you talked about Alex. Not only did she lead the team in scoring with 11 points, she came off the bench and did that. She also tied in the team lead with six rebounds. Right. You know, I, it was very impressive to watch her just get in there and get after it mm -hmm. and, and just show a side that, you know, we, we haven't got to see her play right. a lot this year. And I, I thought it was really fun to get her, see her to get out there and just make the most of the opportunity. Yeah, and I'm very glad that she did capitalize on the opportunity because sometimes, especially freshmen who don't play a lot, they don't always get a lot of opportunities. And when you do, you need to capitalize. And this was that's the second time that she's gotten an opportunity this season that she has capitalized. So for myself and for Coach Holt, when we're talking about minutes and players and substitutions, now she's got to be in that conversation because she has proved us that she can do it. And she she has a skill set because of her size that we are lacking and that we need. I mean, you've seen us play. Sometimes we have to play number four, Sequoia Bolden, in the post. She's a 5'7 kid who weighs 100 pounds soaking wet. So when we have to go small with that lineup, it puts us at a big disadvantage. So if we could keep her at the guard position and get good minutes out of Alex, now we're big and we can compete, and that makes a difference. Um, you know, yes, the, the sky was dark last week, and I was doom and gloom probably Thursday night and Friday, but the season is early. And that's what I told him after the game. I said, y'all, it's one game. I said, you know, we can't we can't lose six and seven in a row. And we've lost four in a row. The Heinz game was a bad loss. Gulf Coast, they're good. I expected mm -hmm. to I expected us to have trouble winning there. Did I expect us to play well? Yes. And we did. We played well in that game. Northwest here, we played well for three quarters in that game. The first game that we really just played poorly was the Southwest game, and we just couldn't score. I mean, with the final score, we scored what, 49? 49 points, I think. 44. Was 44 points. You can't win college basketball games when you only score 44 points. And so the ball just wouldn't go through the basket that night. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen for us. It's going to happen for Gulf Coast. It's going to happen for Southwest. That's just the way basketball is played. And that's what I told him after the game. I said, I'm disappointed. I wanted to win this. I want to win every game. That's, that's a coach's mentality. You want to win every game. And that should be our players' mentality, too. But the season is not over with. It's one game. I like our group. We've got great fight. We've got great tenacity. We've got good chemistry. And so if, if I looked at the record and went, oh, we're 0-3, we're not going to – that's not the way. We've got to flip it and we've got to find a way to win one at a time. And that's, that's what Coach Holt and I talked about in the office this morning. This week we have one game. We've got to find a way to go 1-0 this week. Next week we have two games. We've got to find a way to go 2-0 next week. And we've got to just chip away at it one game at a time. And everybody else has got challenges too. We've played Gulf Coast and Southwest. Those are two of what I would consider the top teams in the league. 
league. We've had to play both of them on the road. Some of the other teams who have better records than we have have not played those teams. So, so there is still a lot of season left, and this team has got a lot of potential and a lot of ability to do things. I think two other bright spots in that Southwest game, again, limited ones, but a couple other ones. You had Ashanti that had nine. Felt like despite the fact that she would probably say she didn't play well. Nine points is, is, is a good outing. And you also had Sierra, who flirted with a double-double, had 8.6 rebounds, so tied for the team leading rebounds as well, too. So, again, despite the fact that not having your best game, you still had two of your sophomore leaders who, who stepped up and, and answered the call as best they could, given the circumstances. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, coming up this upcoming week, you've got one game on February 1st after having uh, Monday off. You'll get to host the Lady Lions of East Miss, and then we'll look ahead and we'll go to the first part of the next week. You'll go on the road to Holmes, play the Lady Bulldogs on February 5th. But, again, we'll start with the Lady Lions. What are you expecting out of them when they come over here to Wesson on Thursday, February 1st? Well, I think um – one of the things Ken asked me the last time I did the radio interview, he said, does the bye week come at a good time? And when I looked at the schedule, I was like, oh, this is not a good time for a bye because it's so early in the season and I felt like we were going to need it later. But when Kayla Howard gets the concussion and we had somebody else get hurt last week, I was like, man, thank you, Lord. The bye is coming at a good time. So, again, I think we would be remiss going back to the Southwest game and then I'll jump ahead not having Kayla Howard, having to put Ashanti Fleming in a position where she had to handle the ball and Kirsten Haynes had to handle the ball a lot more than they're used to. I think that really hurt our team and it kind of took us out of a rhythm. Um, is the game that much different without the, with her? I think it is. I think it's a much different game. So um, moving ahead to East Mississippi, Kayla Howard should be back. So we're excited about that. I think we'll all be healthy and I'll yeah. be back. So very excited about that. Don't know a lot. Um, started watching some film on them last night. They have played a very tough strength of schedule to start with. Their record is not very good. I think they're like three and 11. But looking at their strength of schedule, they have played Shelton State and Chipola and some of those big-time teams. So I don't think their record is an indication of their ability. Um, Southwest went up there and beat them pretty, pretty substantially last night at their place. Um, you know, they're quick, they're athletic. They're, Alexis said it to me this morning. She said, Coach, they're a lot like us. They're blue-collar. And I said, yeah, they are. That's what I see, too. They're very blue-collar. And we're a very blue-collar team. We have to work really hard to get our baskets and, and do those things. So I think it'll be a good matchup for us. You know, I think it is definitely winnable. I'm excited that it's on our home floor and that we'll get to come back and, uh, and open back up on our floor and have our band and stuff like that. Um, you know, shooting wise, I don't know that they shoot it great. So zone is something I see, and and we figured out, and I, you know, coach and I are still learning our team too. We figured out that we can play a lot of defenses, and some nights we're better in man, and some nights we're better in zone, and it just depends on what night it is and what we're doing well, and that's kind of what we have to stick with. So we'll throw the whole kitchen sink at them, um, and just see see where we land. And then looking forward again to the start of the, the the upcoming week, you'll go to Holmes, a team that you're somewhat familiar with, played them right before the end of the break. I believe they, they took that one in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, again, so a Lady Bulldogs team that you're a little bit familiar with, but what are you expecting when you have to – you know, going to their place is going to be quite different than hosting them. Yeah, going to anybody's gym is quite different than hosting them. Just having to get on the road and get on the bus, that's not a terrible trip. Um, everybody shoots it better in their own gym, and Holmes is usually a team that shoots it pretty well. In fact, when we went to overtime, they had not shot it well here the entire game, and then in overtime they hit like back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back threes. So they're a team that shoots it well, so uh, that'll be something that we'll have to look out for. You know, I feel like we kind of owe them because this was a game here. Once again, we had it won, and we couldn't find a way to close it out. So we owe them a little bit. They're a good team. I'm not saying that, but we we should we should have won that game, and we need to get that one back. So um, again, looking forward, let's go one and zero this week, then try to go two and zero next week. Going on the road to Holmes will be hard, and then we'll have a home game on Thursday. So 
win as many as we can on the road, but we've got to find a way to win the home games. That's really important for us in conference play. Absolutely. So a lot of good action coming down the pipe for the Lady Wolves. Again, a couple of losses this past week, but they get a chance to uh, – Come back and host the Lady Lions of East Miss this upcoming Thursday. Tip-off for that one will be 5.30 p.m. And then looking forward to the week after that, they'll go on the road to Holmes, play the Lady Bulldogs. I believe that one's a 5.30 tip-off as well in Goodman. So stick with us. After the break, we'll have head men's basketball coach David Sanders come on and talk about how the Wolves did this past week. And then, of course, look up to their upcoming matches against East Mississippi and Holmes. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. And joining me now is our men's basketball head coach, David Sanders. Coach, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks for having me. And coach, you uh, had a little bit of an interesting week, a week where you go one and one overall. Uh, you start the week, uh, you, you get a big win against the Rangers, beat them 103-70 to 70, uh, back on January 22nd. Uh, talk about that game and talk about how you felt the team played. I thought we shot the ball pretty well. I got a chance to uh, rest some of our starters. I'm key guys and um, – you know, get some guys some minutes they don't normally play, and that's always invaluable in this league. Try to get some guys ready for whatever situation may arise. You just never know when you're going to need a guy to come off their bench to play big minutes for you. So I thought it was good to get those guys some time. And I think any time where you get to tell people, uh, well, we got to play everybody on the team, one of two things happens. It's either a really good night for you or it's not a good night for you. <laughs> in this case, it was a it was a good night for the Wolves. Uh, you come out, you're leading 52-30 to 30 after uh, half, and then you outscore the Rangers 51-40 to 40 in the second half. And really, I think the scoreline is really kind of indicative of how this this game really never felt close. I don't I don't ever think you know. Yeah. You know I think at one point they got within maybe twenty or something like that, and you mm -hmm. thought, well, you know, we're gonna have to bring the starters back in just to make sure they don't they don't go on a run. But I I don't think this one was really ever in doubt for you. Yeah, we came out shooting the ball really well. We've been playing real well at home, and um, guys came. I think each member she came out early really high and um, hit some shots for us early, and uh, we played pretty solid defense. Got got them turn the ball over some, and we rebounded well. So. You know, I think, um, you know, with that happening at halftime and, you know, getting our guys a few minutes in the second half, I thought it was good to be able to rest those guys and play those other guys. Uh, you did have uh, Ishmael Rashid. He led the team with 19 points. You had four guys in double digits, all of them your starters. So, you know, that's something that you like to see, despite the fact that they played quote-unquote limited minutes. You still – their guy, you guys gave you their normal kind of uh, production. Ish had the, led the team with 19 points and uh, – you know, that's something that we don't talk we, – we talk about the fact that he doesn't score a lot. So when he, and whenever you get 19 or close to 20 out of him, it, you got to feel like it's been a great night. Well, he's just that actual guy that can really score the ball. He's kind of – role's kind of been a little diminished with all the great guys we have on the team. And um, he's been great about that, but he's a guy that, you know, you can't forget about. You know, he'll, he'll bite you every time. And so he's been doing that lately, really been knocking down the three ball really well. And um, he's, he's been a rebound machine for us. So – game is really kind of running out and coming together, and I think having him as a fourth, fifth option is a really, really great thing for us as a team because he's a guy that can go, for, go off for 20 in the night. So. And then you also had Cotteria Scott, who had 15 points, and then you had Devin Carter, who had 13. Again, we talk about both of those guards, and, and really they are kind of the fuel for the engine. They make everything run for you. Yeah, they do. I thought they had a really good game. Um, 
you know, both of them came out and played a pretty good floor game. They didn't turn the ball over a lot, and uh, they played solid defense. So those two guys are really the catalyst for everything we do. And, um, you know, I think they're one of the best backcourts in the league, if not the best. Then you had Emmanuel James. E-Man just slightly missed the double-double, had 12 points, eight rebounds, but still another a solid quality outing for them. And then you fast forward to uh, Thursday, January 25th. You go on the road, you go to Southwest, and this one didn't go your way despite, I, I, I think, <coughs> you know, even in a loss, I think you can learn some things from that one, and I think the team definitely learned some things on, from that game. It, and one of those being, you can't take your foot off the gas. You got to keep going, even when you've got a 10, 12 point lead, you, you you can't stop. You know, against a really good team, Southwest is a really good team. They'll find a way, and and Southwest did. But overall, your thoughts on the game losing that one, 96 to 84 in overtime. Well, I think it's just a situation where some of these chickens that we've been having the last four or five games came home to roost. So. You know, some of the things we've been harping on, um, not turning the ball over, understanding time and score, you know, going up strong to the basket, some of those things that, uh, you know, we've been we've been really getting by with because we're still winning games. They came back and, and bit us pretty hard in that Southwest game, you know. Um, we could have did a couple of things as, as a coaching staff a little bit better. I thought Mark John really got going. We probably should have doubled him and took him out of his rhythm. Um, I'm not a guy that loves double teaming because it just kind of leaves Southwest got a lot of shooters. I think they got four or five guys shooting over 40 percent from the three, so it's hard to double anybody on that team. But you know, also they were at home, so it makes a big difference for them being at home. I think they lost the game last night at East Mississippi, so they're not as great a team on the road. But they're really tough to beat at home, and so um, you know, I thought it was one of those games where you know you had Devin Carter go one for nine. Um, you know, you have. Um, uh, Von Johnson, like two for eight. So you got two really key guys that really didn't play well for us offensively, and we still scored 84 points in the game. So, you know, and then like defensively, I just thought, you know, we did a great job early on of, of holding those guys down, and then Mark Jones just got high and kind of made some shots that, hey, that a Division One player just makes. And right. so, you know, it's a learning experience for us, and um, I thought the guys really responded well after the game and, um, you know, kind of recognized some things we got to do better, go back and watch the film. But, um, this is one of those ones that I think kind of helps you a little bit more than it hurts you in the long run because you got a long way to go, and, and hopefully we can clean up some of those mistakes we make. So you look at this one, and you look at it, and you go trailing 41 to 33 at halftime. And I think if you go back and watch the video from the first half, it, it you know we talked earlier, you, you were worried about this team uh, hunting the three ball and, and falling in love with it too much. And I think that was a product there in the first half. You saw our guys really trying to shoot threes and, and force some threes that they really haven't done yet. And I think that's why Southwest was able to jump out to such a great lead. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things we're dealing with now, especially with a guy like Devin Carter, I think he's taking too many contested threes. For a guy like him that can really get downhill and cause havoc and He's probably a top 10 percentage-wise free throw shooter in the country. Mm -hmm. So you want to get a guy like that going down here more. And uh, we've been talking to him about that. But, you know, I think sometimes we fall in love with that jump shot a little bit too much. You got to put more pressure on the defense, try to get in the bonus earlier because we got some really good free throw shooters on our team. And, uh, you know, even down the stretch, it's just so much in a, in, a, in a game that you're going to overtime where you had a chance to win it in regulations. a lot of things you wish you could have back, a lot of plays here and there. But, you know, I thought the biggest play of the game for me was – when Avon Johnson got that charge call at the rim, I really thought it was. I think it was, didn't think it was a great call, but at the same time, the officials had been really good all night. So I'm not gonna blame it on them. I just thought some, you know, you get that play, you go, you go up 13 with less than four minutes left, and now you got a little bit more of a cushion. But you know, we just got to be better. Um, number one against pressure, we don't have, we hadn't been real, real good against pressure. And actually, we beat Southwest pressure. We just took quick shots, and so we gotta, we gotta learn. When you up like that, especially on the road. 
you got to milk that clock as much as you can, try to shorten that game. And, um, you know, I, I don't think we did a good job of that. Right. So you, you look at that again, down eight by halftime. And I think, again, uh, one thing you love to see out of this team, and you, we've seen it so many times, is even when they're down like that, they're not down and out. They're going to keep fighting back. They're going to keep trying to fight and claw their way back. And that's exactly what they did. Fought back, took the lead in the second half, had a big lead, couldn't hold it. End up going tied seventy five to seventy five, and then in the OT, in the overtime period, it just felt like like you said, Bears just got real hot, real fast. Had two or three threes from I think Mark Drone and maybe one other person. Twenty one to nine was the scoring differential in overtime, and that's what led to the ninety six eighty four win for the Bears. But you look at it, and uh, you, you look at uh, your, your top pl- players, Emmanuel Jones. You know, we we talked about it after the game. It, didn't realize that he had as good of a game as he did. He had a double-double, had 25 points and 10 rebounds. And you look at it and you, you look at the stat line, you meant 25 points. And when you watched him shoot, you were thinking, man, he, he seems a little off. But then you look and go, 25 points, that, that's a good night for him. That's probably, I think that's one of his best scoring nights, if not his best so far. Yeah, I thought he's one of those guys we expect so much out of him. It is hard for us to even tell when he has a good game. So, you know, he he, he shot it pretty decent. I thought some shots he he probably wish he could have back. You know, a couple of those jump shots. He's so quick going to that basket that, you know, I like to see him get downhill. And, um, you know, he had a really good game, rebounded the ball well. And um, I thought we, we, we got to find ways to just get him more touches, get him more opportunities, and, um, you know, take a few less jump shots. But uh, we're working on that, try to get him in different spots. And, you know, let him, let him be able to attack off the dribble. But he, he was definitely our best player that night. And then you also had uh, Court had – he flirted with a triple-double. You didn't – I guess I didn't realize that because it felt like, you know, when he fouled out and kind of went out of the game, it, it, it hurt you in the long run. But he had 19 points, seven assists, and six rebounds. And then you also had Ishmael Ishma, Ishma Rashid. I'll get it out here in a second. Had 16 points and seven rebounds. So you had three of your five starters who really contributed in big ways. And it feels like when you get that kind of production from them, even though Avon and Devin had off nights, those three were able to, were able to do what they normally do. It feels like you you, you kind of let that one get away a little bit, despite the fact they had such good nights. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, we I thought we did a, as good a job we did at Gulf Coast closing the game, and I thought we did a poor job at Southwest. And so, you know. It's just kind of one of those things that we got to get fixed, man. You know, we we having we've having these stretches where we're taking big leads late in the game, and um, you know, we're just struggling to make the right decision against pressure, and uh, we shouldn't have to do that. We got several guys. Everybody in our starting lineup can handle the ball, so we we shouldn't struggle against pressure. The key to it is knowing when to go get an easy layup, and when to just pull it back out and run clock when you don't have nothing. So that's something we're working on now, trying to get guys understanding. I think one of the biggest issues with today's athletes, especially basketball players. They just don't play the game enough. They don't understand time, score, situation, because that, that only comes through experience, and you got to play enough games to get there. So, you know, we try to work on that every day and practice with our scrimmaging and things like that, put them in situations so where they can have to think a little bit more instead of just going out and just playing, making plays here and there, because it really comes down in this league to the last five minutes of the game a lot of times. So you got to be able to have guys make smart decisions. Right, and speaking of more games, you got plenty of those coming up. You look at it right now; you're two and one in league play, I believe. You still got all your goals in front of you. Still, you know, you're still gonna be right in the middle of everything as far as championships and those kind of things as well, too. You just gotta look at that one. And go, we lost. It happens. Flush it. Learn from it. Let's move on. And moving forward, you've got East Mississippi. You got the Lions coming to Weston on Thursday, February first, and then you'll go on the road Monday, February fifth, and you'll play against. The uh, the Holmes Bulldogs. What do you know about the Lions coming into Thursday? Really scrappy team. And they um like I said, they picked up a big win last night against that same Southwest team we lost to. So you can't take them for granted. You know they got really good guard play. Uh, 
They got some athletic bigs, and um, and Coach Begley is um, a good friend of mine. He's a guy that, that runs a ton of stuff, so you got to be prepared for it. Um, always well coached, always well disciplined. So, you know, it's going to be a situation where we got to come in and play an A game. We can't take it for granted just because we're at home. Because actually, I was thinking about it, this is the only team in the league I haven't got a win against yet. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 not a guarantee. So we got to definitely treat it like it's it's, it's a must win game. Uh, first, I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time. Nope, this be the second time you've played them at home, but you've opened up on the road. Uh, or opened up within the last two years, so a little bit different this year that you didn't open with them. So probably a little bit of a welcome uh, there as well too. But then you, like I said, you go on the road on Monday. You go play at home. What do we know about the Bulldogs going into that one? Well, actually, when, it, when we played um, East, East last time, I had COVID, so I went here. I no. wasn't I never <laughs> actually coached against them at home, so this will be my first time. That's right. But uh, Holmes is going to be scrappy, man. They always are. Um, I think they're struggling shooting the ball a little bit right now. They dropped 0-3 in league play, and they're going to be at home. So they need to win really, really bad. And so it's going to be a tough game. You know, we kind of put it on them last game, last time we played them. And um, I know they're looking for revenge, so we got to really come out and weather the storm early. You know, the home, those home games for those teams, it was a road game for us, all about weathering the storm. We just got to, you know, get through that first initial wave, Make sure we stay focused on what we have to do, and I think we'll be able to go over there and get a victory. All right. Well, lots of exciting, good action coming up for the Wolves here in the next few days. Again, we'll take a look at the week ahead here for the Wolves, as we did on our social media. We'll let everybody know what's going on. Wolves tennis teams, Lady Wolves and Wolves, open the season on Tuesday, January 30th, on the road at Mobile against Coastal Alabama South. And then we'll have the big home matchups for our basketball teams against East Mississippi on Thursday, February 1st. And then we'll get our second spring sport starting. Baseball will have their season openers. They'll play on the road at Pensacola State on Friday, turn around and play Mineral Area in Pensacola State on Saturday, uh, February 3rd, Friday, uh, February 2nd for that home opener, or the season opener. Correct me there. Correct myself there. And then Monday, February 5th on the road for the Lady Wolves and Wolves. We'll have all that action, all the updates for you on our social <coughs> medias. Thanks for tuning in to the Colin Coaches Show this week. I'm Kevin Kaiser, the Sports Information Coordinator here at Colin, and we'll talk to you next week.